Um, at today's authority, we'll talk a little bit about Hanukkah. We had the opportunity before to discuss a little bit about the brachas and about the various different things of Hanukkah. But it is the first night of Hanukkah, and um, it's uh, very special to have uh, the ability to share with some other people. Uh, when uh, we used to have always a big uh, family gathering for the Hanukkah menorah, and. Uh, and now it's the the two of us, but Baruch Hashem, we have an extended family, so it was very nice to do uh, the Hanukkah lighting together. Um, but there's something special about the uh, the the Hanukkah menorah, and um, we we know there's a parallel between uh, the the Hanukkah menorah and also the lights before Shabbos and Yom Tov. You know, they they're we both do the mitzvah uh, by lighting a uh, candle, by lighting lights. Uh, on Shabbos, before Shabbos, on Friday, we say, Lahadlik Ner Shal Shabbos Kodesh, or Lahadlik Ner Shal Yom Tov, or whatever the holiday is. And today we have to say, Lahadlik Ner Shal Hanukkah. So it's really, it's all the same to light the flame. You have a flame here and a flame here. And I mentioned earlier that, you know, today, Baruch Hashem, there is no shortage of. Of lights, there's no shortage of candles, oils. I mean, it's Pur Hashem. We live in a, a great period of history, but it wasn't always like that. Um, and sometimes it was a situation when people had to make a choice. They had enough oil, uh, just a little bit of oil, and they could either do the Friday night, the light for Shabbos. Or they can do the Hanukkah. So, which one do they choose? They don't have enough oil for both. They only have a little bit of oil. What comes first? Does the... Uh, this is a brought up in the Talmud, brought up in Maimonides. Uh, which one of these two takes precedent? Does the light for the Shabbos come first, or does the light for the Hanukkah come first? Now, before we do that, let's see what is the reason given. Why do we light the Hanukkah candles? And why do we light the Shabbos candles? And maybe if we see the reasons, then we'll be able to see which one is more important. Okay. So it's very interesting. When you read in the Code of Law, it tells you what is the reason for lighting the Shabbos candle, it is in order to bring peace in the house, to keep the peace, to keep the Shalom Bayit. What does it mean to keep the Shalom Bayit? Because um, if it's dark in the house, and sometimes you don't see where you're going because it's dark in the house, somebody might trip. And of course, if somebody trips, they blame the other person. Why did you leave it in the middle of the of the house? So it'll start a whole big, it'll start a whole big fight. So in order to avoid tripping and avoid to destroy, disrupting the peace in the house, make sure the rabbis say that there is a light in the house to avoid any of that uh, stuff. Like another reason is. When you eat a meal, maybe you don't want too much light, but you want a little bit of light. 
the food doesn't taste as well if you don't see what you're eating. Uh, then when you see what you're eating, you know, one of the one of the reasons that it's brought down that um, when Moshe Rabbeinu was saying that God afflicted you in the desert, what did he afflict them? What the desert they had everything they needed, they had the manna and everything else. But the manna they couldn't see what because it tasted whatever they wanted the taste of it. But they looked at it, they didn't see any food. I mean, they just saw the manna. They didn't see anything. You don't, you're not really enjoying it. You know, you see a black and white cookie over there. It's black and white. It's called sugar. It's, and if you eat it, it's more tasty than if you can't see what it it's looks like. You know. I wasn't well, going to have it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you know, the looks helps you enjoy it. So, at Shabbos, we want to make sure the family has a good... Uh, a uh, good Shabbos meal, and so the rabbi said, put on the light. So, basically, it has to do with Shalom Bayit. And if we want to take this idea, just on a side note, a little bit further, we can extend it not only to a physical light. A lot of times, people stumble and people start fights and arguments because people don't understand each other. It's in the house, in the case of when it's dark. Dark means when there's no reason, when there's no light, when there's no uh, clarity, when there's no uh, vision. Uh, then you can come and, you know, can stumble over things, you know. You stumble over yourself, you stumble over your words that you say, you stumble over things. So keep the light open, basically, it means to keep the Shalom bias, you know, in other words... Keep the lines of communication, keep it open, keep things clear so everybody can see, so nobody will stumble, nobody will make a mistake, and nobody will by accident sort of then, you know, uh, and once you trip, you blame somebody, once you make a mistake, and then it gets out of hand and it leads to further deterioration. So I guess the message from the Shabbos line, put the light on in the beginning, make sure there's enough light in the, in the house, make sure there's enough light in your house, in your, in your, in your heart, in your home, in your community. So there's enough there so that people don't come into uh, disagreement and conflicts and things like that. But anyways, the point over here is to keep the peace. It seems like keeping the peace, the why do we light the Hanukkah lights? We light them. The Hanukkah lights are there to publicize a miracle. So as important as it is to publicize the miracle, but keeping the peace at home is more important. Shalom Bayit is more important. So therefore, the ruling is in the Talmud, and the Rambam brings it down, that if you have just a little bit of oil, and you have to choose to praise God, to expand on His miracles, very important. But your Shalom Bayit comes first. Make sure that your house is illuminated, that your house is light, that your house is, 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 is clear. That will take precedent before you do the manipulizing. Matter of fact, as the Rambam writes, he says, God puts himself away to bring peace. In other words, God even allows his name, his holiness, to be erased, to be stamped on, just to bring peace. Mm-hmm. 
a husband and a wife between people. Shem wants peace. That's the most important uh, important. That, that comes more than everything else. But the Rebbe explains in the Sicha, the Rebbe explains that actually he explains it in Maimonides, but he explains the idea that the lighting of the candle, as Maimonides writes it, the Rambam writes it, has another real purpose. It's just the, the light of Shabbos. Just like on Shabbos, we're supposed to eat good food, we're supposed to honor it with nice garments, we're supposed to set the table, we're supposed to honor. That's part of honoring and delighting on the Shabbos. So, outside of the point that we're saying, a Shalom Bayit, there is actually a mitzvah in doing for the Shabbos. It's part of the Shabbos. So the Rebbe explains that actually the idea of the mitzvah is to honor the Shabbos. The results of the mitzvahs bring Shalom Bayit, which means to begin with, the idea of the mitzvah is to honor the Shabbos with light. That's the way we honor the Shabbos. But because we honor the Shabbos in a positive way, we are actually also bringing about the Shalom Bayit. And what the, what the Rebbe brings out, that this is why um, in all the mitzvahs, because there's two, um, there's two uh, parts of how to uh, deal with bringing peace into the world. What does it mean, peace in the world? I want to make a side note for a minute over here. Today, there was a um, passing of a one of the great leaders in Israel. I'm not sure if you heard about it. Uh, he actually happens to be not from the Hasidic um, community. He's from the Litvish, you know, from the... Uh, today we don't call them misnagdim because there's no real misnagdim, but there is from the yeshivish or whatever you know how they call them. He was a a tremendous uh, scholar and a tremendous diligent, and he lived till 104 years old. Wow. He passed away today at the age of 104. And I have to say, um, notwithstanding. Um, the fact that he had some philosophies, views that differed than the Hasidim, or, but he was a man of truth and he was a man of peace. And he repaired, during his lifetime, repaired a lot of the misunderstandings. He brought some light into the, a lot of misunderstandings that is, you know, a lot of times very painful, you know, when it comes from your own brothers and you know when you see rabbis or people who who pray and who 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 serve the same God, you know, we serve the same Hashem, we believe in the same and it's it's very painful to see that there's a split sometimes in the communities that people see differently. It's very, very painful. It's actually more painful than people who who don't have the same ideas if they fight we can understand but people that share that have so much in common or if just to bring in today's parsha 
the portion of Miketz, which talks about Yosef and his brothers, it's much more painful when a brother sells a brother. If another person sells you is one thing, but then when you have brothers fighting with each other, that's really uh, heart-wrenching, you know. And um, But the unfortunate reality is that there's a lot of infighting or... Uh, uh, to mildly, there is a lack of shalom, lack of peace going on between the various different communities. And to see an individual, like in the, the Rav Steinman, uh, a blessed memory, and uh, and what really touched me, because I, I read his tzavah, that is, uh, his will. Very short, 10, 11 points, and I was actually crying when I read this. Well, posted it. I posted it. I, I tried to look through it. I can't find it now. I looked at it. I just happened to see this today, and I was really touched by his will, because he basically says, "Don't eulogize me. Don't call me names of a tzaddik and things." He says, "I prohibit that." He says, "You're embarrassing me in the heavenly court. I don't want to." He says. He was a, a real humble. a real humble and true person. It was like on and that's what I can understand how he can bridge and how he cannot uh, further split people but rather bring people together. He made shalom because he was the real deal. You know, it was like really yeah. and he he says, you know, don't waste the time over there. He was just bury me in the simplest way. Don't spend any money and don't you know, 10 people for a minion is enough. And, you know, sometimes they say stories about people who they want to be praised with their humility. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, but sometimes you can see, you know, that not only are they, uh, you know, they say, uh, uh, you know, most, most, most of the time, you know, People like to uh, brag about, you know, how much they know, how much they can, or what their abilities are. You know, this is, uh, I mean, that's a human condition, you know. In the Hasidic uh, community, they don't, uh, they don't like that. That doesn't mean that they don't brag also, but, <laughs> and it doesn't mean that they, but, it, so they say uh, this, 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 this story about, the one time there came, this fellow came to, the, stayed at the, uh, this person's house for Shabbos. And, you know, he was uh, somewhat of a scholar, and he was uh, somewhat of a righteous, but he kept on bragging about himself, about, you know, uh, how, uh, how learned he is, and how uh, righteous he is, and how much tzedakah he gets. You know, he just kept on talking about himself all, all, the, all the time, okay? You know, it's like this guy is going out uh, with, this, with this girl for the date, and he... And after three dates, so he says, okay, it's enough for me talking about myself. Now, what do you think about me? (laughs) 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 So it's all about it. It's all about it. So it's all about it. So anyway, so he comes in there and the the, the, the fellow couldn't really, he was just nauseating already to hear (laughs) this guy talk all the time about himself. So he figured he's going to have to. So after Shabbos, he takes him into a room, he locks the door, and he says, you know what? This is your last Shabbos. I want you to do your confession because your life is coming to an end. He says, what are you doing? What are you talking about? This is a big joke. What are...? 
says, no, 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 this is true. He says, you're a religious man. How could, how could you do that? He says, look, I'm a very religious man, but I have one special mitzvah, he says, that I love, love to do. He says, I love to visit the gravesite of tzaddikim. <laughs> <laughs> he says, but I want to tell you, as I'm getting older, it's getting more difficult for me to travel. So now, I have such a tzaddik in my house, I think it, I bury in my backyard. <laughs> and I'll have a... He says, no, so... I mean, it's a joke, of course, but uh, so anyways. Okay, he locks the door, and then there's knocking on the door. He says, yes, what is it? He says, you know what? I remembered, I said I was a great tzaddik, but, you know, sometimes I made a mistake. He's, he says, oh, not to worry, you're still good enough tzaddik for me. <laughs> you know? and, and, well, eventually, he remembered all these things. He says, ah, you did so many bad things. Come on, get out of my house. <laughs> you know, but the thing is that... Um, to really find people who have humility, who have real humility and real Yerushalayim, it's far and few in between. I mean, we would have more peace in the world, we would have more uh, unity, we would be much stronger as a Jewish people if people uh, practice more. But that's what, you know, what are you going to say? No, I was going to ask you before about the Hasidim of this great Rav that just passed away. I mean, if they were to emulate him, uh, one of so much humility, you'd say, well, then there wouldn't be any dissension, you know, between hundreds of thousand people or, came to the uh, You know, like it's all about humility. If they were humble, I don't know. And, but don't but know. yeah, you say humility, but it's it's actually you can sense that the person was a true a true a true tzaddik. You know, today you don't know who's true, who's faking it, who's p- mm-hmm. pretending. You don't really know, but. But you can sense, you know, at the end, you know, you can really, you can really see that this man was a great, was a great. Besides, he was a great scholar, a great man. But the point here is how I came into this is because the idea of Hanukkah, the idea of the candle, is the idea of of peace, of brewing shalom. So the Rebbe gives a an interesting perspective. So he says, since all of the mitzvahs, everything we do, is actually to bring peace in the world, which means sometimes there's opposition. There's people that are fighting you. Or there are people that are fighting God's presence. They're fighting God's presence. In other words, the world itself doesn't agree. Look at the nice, the miracle of, of, of Hanukkah, the miracle of Purim, uh, the, all the miracles that took place, the world itself was sort of fighting it, which means, what are we fighting it? You didn't see that it's going to happen. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Um, when you have people that want to do harm to the Jewish people, and you know, it's very, very scary, you know, when uh, Jerusalem was announced as the capital of of Israel, you hear the hatred and the from so many millions and millions of people who are so hateful and so wanting to cause harm to, to Jewish people. It's kind of scary. So there is a lot of negativity out there in the world. There's opposition to Hashem. There's opposition to the Jewish people. There's opposition to godliness, there's, we got to bring peace into the world. What peace in the world is, 
That means that the world should sense and become to realization that the world is not against Hashem. Hashem permeates everything in the world is, is God. Whatever happens to us, all of our activities, the world shouldn't reject, shouldn't oppose. That's what the Torah and mitzvahs are for, to make the world, make humanity, make people, better people, make them tolerant, make them acceptable, make them accepted, to have people sense that we're really all one, we're not separate, we're not different, we're all Hashem's children, we're all really one. So that is something which means peace, to bring peace so that the uh, objection falls down and everybody sort of together, we unite our efforts and we say, yes, let's all get together. How do we do that? The light of Hanukkah, the light of Shabbos tells you, bring in light into the world. You bring in light to the world. The goal is to bring in light, to pleasure the Shabbos. But what happens is, automatically, all the stumblings and everything else falls away. So when it comes to Hanukkah, and you have to light the light of Hanukkah, so you ask Hanukkah, you ask Hanukkah, you ask, what do you think, Hanukkah? Should we light the Shabbos candle? Or should we light the Hanukkah light? And the Hanukkah says, you know what? The Shabbos light is meant and brings about that level of peace. Then I say that we should have the peace. In other words, even though a lot of times we feel that we would like something different for ourselves, we all have our selfish, our individual leanings, we have things that we wish, that we want to do, but for the sake of peace, for the sake of shalom. You realize that what you really want, because your Hanukkah or your desires, is really that there should be peace in the world, and when there's peace in the world, uh, then everybody benefits. Um, I remember uh, I one of the people that was uh, reminds me, a person in my life who impacted my life a lot was my my father, may he rest in peace, one of his biggest things was to keep the peace, you know, it was always he was always forego he says, I'll give up of myself but at least he says, don't get upset, you know, don't don't, don't steer the pot, let it be you know, whenever it came to whose turn is it to come for Pesach? You know, my parents, Sarah's parents, he said, keep the peace. Let Sarah's parents come for Pesach. She says, he says, well, well, you know. We'll figure it out. My mother used to reserve uh, with, with me and my wife, she would reserve six months in advance. My mother was very organized. She says, this year, Pesach, we're coming to your house. And Mrs. Laufer, uh, Mrs. Velosov, the Rebetzin Velosov's mother, would say, I'm not coming to you this year, Pesach. Three days before Pesach, she says, I'm coming to you for Pesach. <laughs> she says, I'm coming. 
So she says what I said, but my parents said that they were six months already. They said they're coming. She says, let them both come. But my parents knew that that wasn't the best thing. And my, my father says, no, we're not coming. She's an only daughter. Let them go. We'll, we'll find another place to go for Pesach. That's the kind of a, wow. of a person that he was. And she can testify, I'm saying the truth. That uh, that's what mm-hmm. it happened more than once. What? What is that? What is that? In the, okay, but the point over here is really that um, we all have to sort of look for the uh, for the better for the better good for the better good. A lot of times, you know, we have to sacrifice a little bit. I mean, because the Rebbe's point over there is, I'm not explaining it so well. It's a very uh, lengthy and deep explanation, but uh, basically the Rebbe says, even Hanukkah, who wants to be lit, will say, let there be the shalom, the peace, which means you give up from yourself for the sake of the, of the, of the greater goods, for the peace, <laughs> that there should be peace. So even if you have to sometimes, you know, lower your own expectation, lower your own ego, your own desires, what you want for yourself, but if you can bring about more peace, that is the, that is the route to go. And that's what we learn from Hanukkah. Uh, and I think that then we can publicize the miracle for everybody to see how beautiful, really, peace is. And um, I think if we as a Jewish people need... most important thing for us is to have peace amongst ourselves, you know, amongst mm-hmm. of us. And, uh, to, um, I guess, find the good in the other person and to, uh, and to try to, um, I guess, light the world, uh, make a place where people don't stumble, make a place where uh, people can see the light, and like we said before, increase every day a little more, a little more, until we'll illuminate the whole world, and that's when Mashiach will come, and... Uh, the whole world will see uh, the presence of God. Go ahead. So what was more important, 